come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young loyal listeners of Team Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett. In this week's episode, we will be discussing living as a teen in the presence of God, according to God's word. Let's get right down to it. In this week's lesson, we're going to talk about living as a teen in the presence of God, according to God's word. With all my lessons, I like to define uh, the key word of this week's lesson, which is presence. What does that mean biblically? God's presence brings about restoration to the weathered, healing to the brokenhearted, love to the loveless, confidence to the bashful, identity to the faceless, security to the unprotected, and unspeakable joy to the sad. See, the Bible is very clear about its definition. It's meaning of the presence of God. The only way that we can truly experience God's presence is through a relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. You will remember this from last week's episode. The New Testament uses the word sanctified, meaning set apart, referring to God's action in which he separated us and set us apart for himself. Why did he do that? So that we may live in his presence. We find in 1 Corinthians 1 and 9, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. What does that mean? Fellowship with the son requires us to stay in the presence of God. We find in John 1, verse 6, if we say we have fellowship with him while walking in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. This verse tells us we have to stay, to stay, or we have to take living in God's presence serious. We can't weather back and forth. Let's talk about living in the presence of God. When do we enter God's presence? The presence and sanctification begins at the same time. When you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, not a day later, not a week later. At your new birth, God gives you a measure of the Holy Spirit. As we walk into his presence with Jesus Christ being the spirit that leads us, he enlarges our capacity to create more room for his spirit. When this happens as a teen, you will grow in confidence. You will grow in your relationship and you will place Jesus Christ's relationship above all other relationships as we continue to walk in his presence. Getting teens from the beginning of their Christianity to living in God's presence is not an easy thing. It's challenging. Why? Young people like yourselves want more than just a feeling that God loves them. They want to experience the truth of God's affection in a way that is clearly evident. More importantly, they want God's presence to be responsible for the small but permanent changes in how they view God, the believers. How you choose to live in God's presence is equal to the capacity you have given God to dwell in you. I know that's a mouthful. If you want more, you have to give God more room to work in your life. Hold on to your seat your earpods, your headphones for this public service announcement. Before 
you came to Christ, you whether knowingly or unknowingly gave the devil full reign and control over every area of your young life, spearheading blatant disobedient and disrespect for God's plan for your life. Okay? See, we have to give God the same thing we gave the devil. We can't see what we, what we do. We like to give God different parts of our space or availability within us. And we want to keep parts or basically the word we use is we compartmentalize. We'll give God these compartments, but we won't give him these. But when we were living for the world and living for the devil, we gave him full reign over our life. Revelations 22 and 8. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those that practice magic arts, the idolaters, the liars, they will be consigned to the second death, not living in the presence of God. Yes, there's another death to be had. First Peter 2 and 9 tells us, You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Yes, you remember that from last week's lesson. This sanctification through salvation is a permanent and present possession to all who are genuine believers. You have to believe. What does it mean? Or what does the presence of God looks like? That is a great question. I know many of my listeners are curious. Revelations 21 and 4. They heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. Translation, sanctified, set apart for God. You remember that from last week's lesson. John referred to the New Jerusalem as the holy city. The place is holy because everyone inside it is holy and righteous. Remember from last week's lesson, you are holy, so be holy. All of our old human habits and traits that were part of our fallen, sinful human nature will be gone forever. I know, I said a mouthful. Remember from last week's episode, only light can shine. Light and darkness cannot dwell together. Sanctification in you is the process of purification. Once you truly walk into the presence of God, all darkness has to leave because you become the light of a dying world. You are responsible for leading the next generation to Christ. That is quite a mantle that you have to carry. But you can do it. Revelation 21 and 6 says, It's done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. What is God saying? God's presence in eternity is promised to everyone despite their religious beliefs or affiliations. His promise of presence to the believer is eternal life in heaven. His promise of presence to the, to the unbeliever is eternal death in the fiery lake. Remember I talked about the second death earlier? Yes, that's the second death. In summary, in youth or teen ministries, you will be doing yourself as a teen, a huge favor to remember the consequences of forgetting, ignoring, minimizing the presence of God. When this happens, we rob ourselves of the joy of walking in a moment-by-moment -moment presence of, and with Jesus. When we move through life 
desiring and wanting to experience the full presence of God, we truly benefit and grow spiritually from the time we invest in experiencing His presence. Hey, my listeners, let's see what they're rapping about in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? Well, the teens were listening and they wanted to know how could they live in God's presence. I referred them to Hebrews 13, 5, where Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I explained to them that if God never leaves us nor forsakes us, that means he's always with us, always present. I also explained that living in God's presence is just like having their friends. They can talk to God. They can call on him when they are in need or in distress. They can just have a peace in the midst of the storm that we're going through at the moment. He's always there for them and he's always present. The Lord said that he is our helper and he will help us through times like this. So always living in God's presence allows us to live with him in eternity. Wow, that's awesome. As always, I have nothing to add, nothing to say. We're going to end this podcast with the famous words just spoken by Sister Bennett. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-productions editing techniques and used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. A real talk what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.